You are in the ring with Hector Colon, seven-time national boxing champion turned nonprofit president and CEO. Hector knocks out the big issues facing social services today with high-impact leaders from around the U.S. In the Ring is a creation of Lutheran Social Services of Wisconsin and Upper Michigan and is produced by No Studios. And now, here's Hector Colon. Hello, 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 and welcome to In the Ring with Hector Colon, the show that gets real about the challenges facing the social services sector and the people we serve. I am grateful for the wisdom I gain from my season one interviews with thought leaders from across the country, addressing the challenges to serve our colleagues, the people we serve, and ensuring the financial viability of our sector. You can check out all of my interviews at lsswis.org slash in the ring. I hope the conversation sparked awareness and they serve as inspiration to all connected in our sector. This year, we're going to dig into the punching power of our sector, highlighting the many ways that organizations are knocking out their challenges and moving their organizations forward. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, so you don't miss any of these important interviews in the future. Thank you to our In the Ring sponsor, M3 Insurance. You are such a great partner, sponsor, friend. We are so lucky to have you as part of the LSS family. Okay, as my coach Shorty used to say, let's go, champ. In the ring with me today is Kathy Mahaffey, the CEO of Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative and a 25-year veteran in the health insurance industry. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. I'll share a little bit more about Kathy. Uh, she's worked her way up uh, in the insurance industry, starting her career in insurance and sales. She found her passion working with nonprofits when she was a health insurance cooperative made up of large and small employers. Eventually, Kathy started her own insurance agency, consulting business, which led to her founding of the Farmers Healthcare Cooperative in Wisconsin. The nonprofit helped thousands of Wisconsin farmers gain access to higher quality coverage for themselves and for their families. In 2012, Kathy was at the heart of launching Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative. She helped to pen the business plan and loan application that secured the funding for startup. Two years later, Kathy was officially appointed the first CEO of the organization, a position she served in from the very beginning. Kathy is a proud UW grad, University of Platteville, earning a business administration degree with an emphasis in marketing and management. Kathy likes to spend her free time with her family and friends, which might include boating, fishing, and skiing. Okay, are you ready for round one? I am ready. Tell me about Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative. What do you do? And how are you different from traditional insurance companies? Sure. Well, Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative is a health insurance company, and we provide coverage to individuals and families and small businesses if they have under 50 employees. But we are very different. And that's because we're structured as a nonprofit cooperative. 
That means that we're 100% member governed. In fact, we have nine voting board members that buy our health insurance. That's a requirement. So we know that our leadership is, you know, just like our members purchasing health insurance. That makes us 100% accountable to our members, and it really ensures that we operate in their best interests. So it's really something special. That's a really cool and unique plan, and I could see how the interests of the people you serve and your colleagues are at the forefront with that model. Um, thank you for sharing that. It's pretty innovative and uh, very interesting. So I know that um, it's been said that you operate in the field or in the world with giants. Um, you know, what are the pros and cons of that? And how does that work for you and or and or work against you? Sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a great statement. We do operate in a world of giants. Um, you know, there's uh, large health insurance companies in our marketplace. They might, might be national uh, insurance companies. They have their service centers outside of Wisconsin. Then there's other health plans that are owned by large healthcare systems. Um, so we, we definitely are one of the smaller ones. And I think that there are, there are pros and cons to that. On the pro side, we love that we're local. We love that our members can stop in our office, pay their premium, talk to someone if they're having challenges or just general questions about how to use their health insurance. And we're also pretty nimble. Uh, we can move pretty quick at Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative. So if a member has um, an idea or a need, you know, we're really able to move on those things. I would have to say there's probably no red tape at Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative. Of course, on the flip side, there's always cons to everything. And, you know, we don't have the resources quite often, you know, as maybe larger um, insurance companies do. Um, insurance is pretty compliance heavy, and we have to do all of the things any other health insurance company has to do. And so that takes a lot of our resources. And so, you know, that sometimes can put some constraints on us. And we don't have a lot of bells and whistles in our health plan because we're really focused on trying to keep those premiums low. But I definitely would say those pros out outweigh the cons. Oh, that's great. And has there been um, a strategic strategy to grow? I know you've grown since you started to help you with efficiency and leverage and those right. kinds of things, right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, growth is really important. We have grown tremendously over the years. Uh, we've just celebrated our, our 11th year in operation. And, you know, we are the largest individual and family health plan in the state of Wisconsin. We've held that honor since 2018, and we only operate in 25 counties. So we're not a statewide plan, but we are the largest individual and family plan, and we're really proud of that. Well, congratulations. I know that took a lot of work and innovation, and it's hard to start up a company the way you did, so kudos to you. Tell us a little bit more about what uh, makes up your membership and what are their biggest challenges? Sure, sure. So I mentioned we serve small employers under 50 total employees. So that's that's one membership category. But in terms of the individuals and families we serve, we kind of put them in three categories generally. Um, first are um, the self-employed folks, right? People who have really successful self-employed businesses. Um, they may or not um, have employees, but they, they don't offer a, a, plan, a group health plan. Um, so that's a category of our membership. The second category are early retirees. There's people that want to retire before 65 when Medicare would kick in, and they really need health insurance. And the last are our, um, our lower income uh, membership where they are working in jobs that are really important to our communities, but 
they don't have employer-sponsored health insurance. So those are typically our three categories of membership, and their challenges are, you know, access to health care and affordability. You know, we believe at Common Ground Healthcare Cooperative that everyone has the right to access, you know, health care and health insurance, no matter your financial status or your health status. And so we work really hard at serving those those members. Well, thank you so much. So tell me, if if you didn't exist, uh, what would that look like uh, for Wisconsin and your members? Yeah. Well, we strongly believe that Wisconsin consumers in eastern Wisconsin should have a nonprofit cooperative as an option. Um, you know, in fact, you know, there were two years where we were the only um, individual and family option on the marketplace in seven counties of our service area one year and six counties the other. So without us, there wouldn't have been an option for individuals and families. So, you know, we think it's really important to be here to give consumers that choice, you know, a choice where we're laser focused on our members. We don't have shareholders. We don't have um, owners that are providers, healthcare systems. So we really believe that, you know, we've helped with affordability, trying to bring things down, offering a competitive product. So we think we've really, you know, helped a lot, a lot of people. Well, I'm so glad that you are around because there are you really provide a niche uh, product that's available for individuals that if you weren't around, it'd be a challenge for them to access the regular market uh, to have that health care that's affordable. So, again, thank you for all you do. It's very meaningful work. I know that the people that you serve are so grateful that you are around and you're providing them with service. I know that there's an individual that we have, one of my colleagues at LSS, that when she was going through a period of transition, uh, she had access services uh, through you and uh, she loved it, thought you were great. And so she's very appreciative. Um, and now she's so appreciative that she works at LSS. <laughs> I'm certain of that. So we provide insurance and she, she can access that through us. All right, great. That completes round one. In round two, Kathy and I are going to talk about how her organization is addre addressing the unique needs and the challenges of their members. But first, a word from our sponsor. Supporting your employees is more than a paycheck and 401k. It's just a fact. People today are at a higher risk of experiencing mental illness housing insecurity, and substance abuse. Do you know the health of your employees, your communities? How can you step up your benefits to better address their well-being? M3 Insurance helps businesses see beyond basic benefits and support employees where they live. It's a meet-them-where-they-are approach that LSS delivers to their clients every day. M3 and LSS offer real solutions to now commonplace realities that strengthen employees and inspire communities to thrive. Test your employee benefit strategy now by going to m3ins.com. All right, you ready for round two? I'm up for it. Let's go, champ. Let's do it. How is Common Ground able to address the challenges we discussed in round one? And are there benefits you provide that other for-profit insurance companies can't or won't? 
Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, we're pretty nimble at the cooperative and we love to pilot ideas. And, you know, we know that um, healthcare is more than just about your medical care. There's social determinants. And so we have done things that are, we think are pretty unique to really try to get to some of those social issues and address things for our members. Oh, thank you so much. And and um, so tell us a little bit about uh, how you deliver those benefits and services to your members. And um, part of we know that part of your growth has been to have strategic partners. So we want to talk a little bit about that. So what are those partnerships and how have you forged them over the years? Sure. Well, I'll start with, um, I have a couple to talk about, but I'll start with the one with the Doman Family Foundation. Mm-hmm. And this is um, in 2020 when COVID was taking over in, in March. Um, we, I got a phone call and we were asked if our members would appreciate some free, healthy meals delivered to their home. I mean, who would say no to that? Um, so they did just that. We identified some of our members that were the neediest and delivered uh, meals to their homes to really help them through the difficult time. You know, that was so positively received by our members and it had an impact on their health that we decided to expand the program. What we did, did in phase two then is we started a disease management program where we offered those meals, um, healthy, medically tailored meals to our diabetic members. Again, it was delivered to their homes and they also benefited from some health coaching and tracking of their, their wellness journey. That had tremendous impact on our members. You know, 85% of our members that participated in the program lost weight. Um, 87% improved their A1C levels, which are really important as a diabetic. And we had improvement in blood pressure. So that was a really great um, partnership that we ended up doing with what became the Food for Health Company and had tremendous impact on our members' well-being, health, all of that. Those sound like some great outcomes. I want to make sure 85% lost weight. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. Did you say 87%? Right, improve their A1C scores. A1C scores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. then um, their blood pressure also um, decreased. Yeah, 94% of our members had improved their blood pressure yeah. as well. So, and it all goes together, right? Your blood pressure, your A1C, your weight. So, it was really um, very successful. Also, in what ways do you work together uh, to address the systemic issues we discussed in round one? Yeah. Well, I want to talk about another program, and you're very familiar with this, Hector, because it's our partnership. Yes, yes. You know, I, um, I met you early on when I started, you know, in this role, and I knew at that time, and I think you did too, that there, there's got to be something where our two organizations can come together to help people. Uh, two mission-oriented organizations. And so um, I remember this moment where I had one of my uh, clinical staff was going um, through a claims history of one of our members and all of the emergency room visits and the inpatient um, stays at different facilities. And I learned that this member um, uh, suffered from alcoholism and he also had a family. And I looked at that member and I thought he was just lost. And I thought in that moment, that I need to reach out to Hector because there has to be something. I think that the good work that LSS has done, there must be something. And so we then, you know, brought our organizations together 
And I'm hearing great things about the work that is being done, you know, helping our members find housing, you know, helping our our members with some of their, you know, medication or food insecurities, just a lot of great outcomes. Again, like I said earlier, you know, healthcare is more than just our our medical um, situations. There's so much social, um, you know, issues that that really contribute to our health and wellness. And so um, it's just another example of a great pilot that I was really excited to do. And we're seeing, again, um, great results. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kathy. We are so humbled and honored that you would choose us as a partner to help improve the health and well-being of some of your members. Um, we think that we know intensive case management and we know how to engage individuals that might be tough to engage. And so that's our expertise. And we're we're so thankful that you took the step to work with us because this is an area kind of new working with insurance uh, or working directly with healthcare. Usually our, our partners are government. We get all of our contracts, 85% of our revenue comes from government. So now we're trying to expand that into healthcare and insurance and it's individuals and organizations like you that give us a chance. Uh, so we're so appreciative. And and we are also selective of our, of our partners. So we're so glad that we can connect with you and ultimately really try to make a difference in the lives of those members and improve their outcomes and at the same time reduce cost. Right, exactly. um, so it's good for everybody. It is. It's good for society. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we gave you some of our toughest members. Yes, so, yes, we know, you know? that. So we, we're, we're, we're going to... We're gonna we're gonna help there. We're uh, we 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 know that, and and that's what we wanted, because if you gave us the easy members, you know, um, you can do that, and uh, you do it very well. So it's it's creative partnerships like this that'll address some of those more uh, complex challenges. Uh, what would you say? Some what are some of the barriers to providing better outcomes? Uh, for those individuals. Yeah, you know, I think the thing that's that's most difficult, what I've experienced over the last 11 years, is that people really have to be ready, right? People have to want, you know, the help, and they have to want to change. And a big part of that is trust, mm-hmm. right? So I find that if um, members trust us or trust you, they're more likely to engage. Mm-hmm and then be ready to receive the help that we're providing them. So that is still the bad battle that, that we all have. I think we have as a society is making sure people are ready, but making sure that they have the trust, um, whoever is you know helping them, that we're here, we're on their side, right? We're in the ring with them Absolutely. and we want the best for yeah. them. And we wanna fight for them. Exactly. And we wanna help them along their journeys, empower them to live their best lives, and ultimately to reach their full potential and increase their health and well-being. You know, so that's 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 awesome that we can we could have this partnership. But sometimes these partnerships take a long time. Absolutely. Uh, to establish to to create something like we've created. What do you think the reason for that is that sometimes they take uh, too long, in my opinion. <laughs> I think, you know, you're learning as you go, mm-hmm. too. You you start out with, like, I think this might work. I think this is the best method or this is the best process. And, you know, whether it's working with you all or the Food for Health program, we had to pivot a lot along the way because we make some assumptions about what, you know, um, patients or members or consumers might 
you know, how they might react to something or what they, you know, what's important to them. Uh, we go out with our best intentions and then they tell us different. So we really have to be flexible again and, and build something that I always say that meets the people where they're at instead of meet where I'm at, right? No, it's what do they need. And so it, it does take a long time, but I think it's, it's worth it. There's no doubt because when you get little wins along the way that just energize you and keep you going. You know, thank you so much. I hear you talk and I feel like you're a part of LSS. And I felt that way the first time we talked about this. And that was why we felt our cultures aligned and we had the same mission and purpose and desire, which is why I think our partnership uh, has started off to be very successful and will be successful in the years to come. Yeah, so absolutely thank you. agree. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. That completes round two. In round three, we're going to walk through the important trends that are happening across healthcare. We're going to talk a little bit about COVID and the impacts it had, and also talk about the state budget. All right. Are you ready for round three? I'm ready. What trends are you seeing that could impact access and affordability in healthcare right now? Yeah. You know, those two things remain um, issues for patients, members, right? Affordability and access. And, you know, I do see some things, right? Uh, we've talked about today, social determinants of health. So I see a lot of initiatives around that. I think those are all very good. And like you said, they, they take time though. I think that in terms of some of the trends that we're seeing, you know, I think that um, we hear a lot about transparency. Uh, and I, my whole career, as you mentioned um, in the intro, I've been in health insurance my entire career. And I've always heard this from uh, members. Why can't I find out how much something costs before I have it done, right? Any other uh, purchase I make, I know how much it costs. And so there's some legislation passed that will provide consumers with the information that they've been wanting, you know, how much things cost. And we have a long way to go. I mean, there this information is not usable at this uh, point in time for consumers, but I think it's not going to slow. You know, consumers are demanding this information. So I think that will help, you know, um, inform consumers and we'll see what else that might lead to in a positive way. The other trend I would say, and we're going to talk about COVID, but it's the virtual health. I think there's more telemedicine, more virtual care, and that's helped particularly in the area of behavioral health, right? We know that that's a high need right now. And that has given members more access. So when they can have some of those services virtually and have more options, that's a positive as well. Yeah, that virtual health for us, and I know we're going to get into COVID next, but when COVID hit, I mean, we literally, all of our community-based services, we didn't have no way to see our, our clients for a period of time. We did quickly pivot uh, to telehealth and and it allowed, gave us the ability to, to see people who needed us then more than ever. And so that was that turned out to be one of those silver linings and a blessing exactly. of COVID. And because prior to that, we couldn't bill Medicaid uh, with that. And now we can. And that remains in place. And hopefully it'll remain in place uh, for some time. But yeah, let's get into COVID. So what were some of the impacts that, yeah. that you faced with COVID and yeah. your members? Yeah. Yeah. It was obviously definitely a tough time for everyone. You know, we weren't like, um, unlike anyone else where people, you know, couldn't get in for health care. Um, and so that really had an impact in the, you know, later years where 
people then some of their disease states were worse um, than would they have been if they could have gotten into the doctor during 2020 and in early 2021. Um, so we've had members doing a lot of catch up, you know, trying to get their routine services, but but really trying to you know get their health back where it needs to be. So you know that that was rough. There, there's no doubt about it. And I, I think we're you know we're in a much better situation now. But I also think you know with there still are you know, access issues with some shortages and trying to get in and, and wait times and things like that. But the positive, again, as I said to that, is that the telehealth and telemedicine to try to give um, people more options. And, you know, I think there were some things, like you said, silver linings that, you know, learnings and things that we can we can use from COVID and, and you know, just make things better for people. How about workforce? Has that been a challenge? I know it's a yeah. challenge for us and for everybody, but um, I'm sure probably yeah. similar. Yeah, it's it's tough. You know, I think that, um, you know, during COVID kind of everyone hunkered down and um, but then when things started opening back up, then, you know, it really changed the workforce. You know, we changed our um, in-person model to a hybrid model. And, you know, obviously that's been will, really well received, but just a lot of changes. I mean, these are things I'm sure you thought this that I never thought in my life as a CEO, yes. I would have to deal with something right. like that with COVID and all the, you know, personnel policies we needed and, and just worried about your employees. There and was no game plan. No, we had to just right. make it up. It was really hard, really yes. hard times. But yeah. I think we're, you and I are used to that, though. Yes, we're, <laughs> we're always up for a fight. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about, I want to talk about the governor's uh, proposed uh, budget. And it included a lot of extra funding uh, for Medicaid which uh, we are very supportive of. Uh, do you see, what do you see as most impactful for your members? Does this, you know, increase in Medicaid funding ultimately help you and your members and your organization? Yeah. So, well, we don't operate in the Medicaid space. We really um, want to see everyone insured. Right. That is what really drives us when we take a stance on a policy. You know, we want everyone to have access to health insurance. Um, it, it's the best, you know, for, for all of us if people have health insurance. You know, we um, we serve people right that are at 100 percent of the federal poverty level or higher. And so we're glad that the Affordable Care Act is here and provides the subsidies that that it does. Eighty seven percent of our members receive some type of premium assistance. And that is so critical. So anything that Wisconsin can do that really expands um, the ability for people to have access to health insurance, we 100% support. Great. So I'm going to challenge you a little bit more to be really excited about that, about the Medicaid, because those that's a population that is really falling through the cracks. So, for example, you might have Medicaid and you have a crisis and you might not be able to find a therapist or get an appointment for a year, I hear. And so that's a challenge. And it's because the provide the reimbursement is so low, they can't they can't find a provider. And so if the um, if the rates are increased and we improve the health and well-being of that population, it's going to in turn lower health care costs for everybody, I think, including uh, your members. So, uh, yeah, and we've talked about this before mm -hmm. where, 
um, providers often say, right, that they cost shift because the reimbursement is so low with Medicaid, then they have to charge, you know, what, what our members pay more. And so, you know, certainly that can have a positive impact if, if we kind of try to, you know, improve that over time. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you're going to be an advocate for us out there fighting for that budget. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So I have one final question that I've been uh, sharing with all of the guests. How will you use your punching power this year to advocate for our sector? Yeah. So, you know, I love the question. I love the title of your podcast because it really mm -hmm. resonates with us. We consider ourselves yeah. fighters. We have fought really hard to be here. We have overcome a lot, you know, like you said, a startup and then the Affordable Care Act, which had so many challenges and difficulties. And so um, we are just going to continue the fight. You know, we are the voice. Um, we meet with a lot of lawmakers, and I say that I'm not here to represent health insurance companies or health care providers. I am here to represent and fight for people. And I'm going to keep fighting the good fight for people because they need a voice, and we have to give them one. Well, Kathy, you are awesome. I, I've seen you in action. I see you bob and weave <laughs> and roll with the punches and you don't have a cup, so those low blows hurt, but you, you're <laughs> able to take it really well. But uh, it's such an honor to have you uh, on the show and appreciate all you do. And you're such a blessing. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, you know, and I appreciate your partnership. Thank you. Well, that was a knockout. I want to recap some of the great insights that uh, Kathy provided. Um, first of all, a little bit of education about her organization. They are a healthcare cooperative that provides insurance to employers uh, with under 50 employees. They are a nonprofit uh, organization. And we talked about some of the pros and cons of, of a smaller uh, healthcare cooperative like theirs. Uh, and she said the fact that they're smaller, that they're more local that you can, they're more nimble. Uh, you can stop in their office and they can address your needs and concerns. I, I thought that was cool. Uh, one of the cons she mentioned, though, was that the lack of resources that they have in comparison to the larger players in the space that can provide more uh, maybe to their members that uh, create some barriers for um, common ground health care. Uh, their membership is made up of individuals that are self-employed, uh, early retirees, uh, or lower-income lower individuals. So individuals that are not quite Medicaid, but still lower income that have had historically been challenged with finding uh, access and affordability in the healthcare space. And they are fully nonprofit. So they don't have <clears throat> shareholders or individuals that that uh, get those profits, those profits are directed right back into the organization, their colleagues, and the people they serve. We talked about partners, and they mentioned uh, Doman Foundation. Doman Foundation is a great uh, foundation in our community. They have been supporting this community for many, many years, and so I want to give a shout-out to Doman. Thank you for all you have done for so many, including Common Ground Healthcare. She talked about, Kathy talked about um, their meal program and disease management program for individuals with diabetes. So this program was very successful. 85% of the people served in that program lost weight 
87% had uh, had increased their scores on the AIC on their AIC scores, and um, and many of them also decreased their blood pressure where it was within the normal range. So a lot of great outcomes through Doman Foundation and through this partnership. And she also talked about LSS. And so we are so thankful that we have the opportunity to partner with Common Ground Healthcare to address the needs of those individuals that are, are have some extra needs. And so through our partnership, we're able to provide them with intensive case management services, look at that broader social determinants of health. So do they have affordable housing? You know, are they in a safe neighborhood? Food uh, insecurity, transportation, medical. We are wrapping around all of those resources to these individuals with the intention of improving their outcomes and reducing healthcare costs. So we are so thankful that Common Ground stepped in the ring with us to address this challenge, and we are hopeful. And and as Kathy says, she's already seen the positive outcomes, and we want to continue to deliver those positive outcomes in the years to come. We talked a little bit about trends, uh, so access and affordability, obviously, is is a trend. It's been like that for a while, uh, but also the social determinants of health. So individuals like us, LSS, we are here to save. We want to partner with healthcare. We want to partner with insurance. Don't reinvent the wheel. We know how to engage these tough-to-serve individuals, and we know intensive case management. We know social determinants of health. That's what our sector is great at. And so we want to be your partner. Uh, She talked about transparency uh, with cost, where there's legislation passed that's going to give consumers access to what it costs for the services that they are going to be engaging in. So I think that's very positive. And virtual health is another trend that uh, is in our sector, uh, is in healthcare, insurance. And I know for us, it was one of those silver linings with with COVID. Now that um, we are able to bill Medicaid, we are able to use um, um, telehealth as a vehicle or as an option to serve individuals in our community. And it allows us to serve more individuals in rural Wisconsin, where in the past it was a little bit more difficult. We talked about COVID. You know, it uh, we had challenges with access and serving our people. You know, we wanted to make sure that we were checking up on everybody. And workforce moved towards a hybrid approach. She mentioned, and LSS moved towards that hybrid approach as well. And so a lot of uh, uh, common ground there, no pun intended. Uh, But thank you um, again, Kathy. This was a great uh, discussion. So in the ring with me next is going to be Michael Lappin, the Behavioral Health Division Administrator uh, at Milwaukee County. And I had the honor and privilege to work with Mike Lappin we started our careers at WCS. At the time, it was Wisconsin Correctional Services, and today it's Wisconsin Community Services. And Mike hired me as a case manager while I was there, and I became the assistant director. We worked very hard 
to um, serve individuals that were coming out of long-term care and making sure that they could integrate back into the community. Then I became the Director of Health and Human Services for Milwaukee County, and Mike Lappin was at, in Sheboygan at the time, and I tapped him to be the Director of Behavioral Health Division, and he did an extraordinary job at uh, moving the needle, continuing with our redesign efforts, and moving towards a community-based system of care that ultimately has better outcomes for the people we serve. I'm so excited to have Mike as my next guest. You can find out more about In the Ring with Hector Colon podcast, our guests and episodes on our website at lsswis.org slash in the ring. Please let us know what you think about this show and what you want to see in future episodes. Like, follow, and share at LSSWIS on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these important conversations in the future. All right. Thank you, Kathy, our sponsor, M3 Insurance, and all of you. Con mucho cariño, with much affection. Bye.